0: But we're going to go forward. Yes. Amen. We're going to see God do great and mighty things in this church. And I'm looking forward to what God has in store for us. Amen. Uh, by way of announcements, amen, we're going to be back here Sunday. Amen. We're going to be having food and fellowship following service this coming Sunday. Amen. And then one week from today, amen, we'll be having uh, the minister of Brother uh, Larry Celestine. Amen. He pastors of church in Tracy. And he's going to be with us next Wednesday, and I'm I'm inviting I'm asking the church, Amen, to be here, Amen, to hear what God has given him and is is giving him for this this church. I believe that God uh, will give us a word from the Lord, Amen. And as He does every son, every service, Amen. Sometimes we discount it. We say, Well, that's just a pastor. He knows my dirt, my mud, my situation, my struggles, and he's you know, whatever you want to say, but you know what? God is speaking to this church. Amen. amen. And so those are some of the things that are coming up. Amen. I was talking to a fellow pastor and he said, uh, you know, I'm just happy to be having church. Amen. With all the hell that we fought. Amen. And things are uh, going on in the court system as far as churches being able to assemble and, and we've taken steps of faith that we've moved past, amen, past all the obstacles and uh, but we're still fighting hell, right. amen The devil's right. still mad, but we're still full of the Holy Ghost, amen We're going to go forward and have the greatest revival we've ever had in our existence Amen If you have your Bibles, I'm going to invite you to stand with me to the book of Hebrews, chapter number 2 And we'll begin reading with verse number 1 Hebrews chapter 2 and verse number 1 And I'm thankful to be in the house of the Lord and to see everybody that is here tonight Amen. Uh, God has always had himself a people. Amen. I'm thankful to be among that number. Amen. If you have your Bibles, Hebrews chapter 2, verse 1. We're going to stand in honor of the word. Therefore, we ought to give the more earnest heed to the things which we have heard, lest at any time we should let them slip. For if the word spoken by angels was steadfast, and every transgression And disobedience received a just recompense of reward. How shall we escape if we neglect so great salvation, which at the first began to be spoken by the Lord and was confirmed unto us by them that heard him? God also bearing them witness both with signs and wonders and with diverse miracles and gifts of the Holy Ghost according to his own will. Amen. Would you help me pray one more time? Ask the Lord that he would speak to your heart individually. Amen. Let's pray. I want you to lift up your voice. Amen. Let's pray that God would speak to us tonight. God, in Jesus name. God, this is an apostolic church. God, God, we're full of the Holy Ghost. God, we're going to lift up our voices. We're asking you tonight to speak to us. God, every heart, every life. God, every family, every individual tonight. From the oldest to the youngest, God. From every walk of life, God. Would you speak to us tonight, God. Would you deposit something into our spirit, God. in consequence tonight. May there be change. May there be transformation, God. May there be revelation tonight. We'll give you glory and honor. In Jesus' name. Amen. You can be seated. Hallelujah. Amen. If you will... Open your heart to the word of the Lord tonight, amen. It feels like everyone's so quiet tonight. I'm not really sure what's going on, amen. Uh, I've just been raised, amen, to you come to worship the Lord, amen. And uh, we're going to do that tonight, amen. Uh, Hebrews chapter 2, verses 1 through 4 is where I'm drawing my subject matter tonight, my topic. Uh, But allow me for a few moments to to build up, amen, to what I want to say tonight. In uh, the book of Hebrews, verse number three of chapter two, the word used is, how shall we escape if we neglect so great salvation? Amen. And that word salvation is made up etymologically of two parts. Etymology is the study of the origin of words and the way in which their meanings have changed throughout history. Etymology is is merely the study of words and how they're joined together and the meaning that it takes when to uh, a pronoun or a suffix uh, is joined together and so on. In the etymology of the word salvation, we see the first part of the word salve or where we also get the action word salvage in its verb form. Amen. Have a little bit of a lesson tonight. But salvage in its verb form is uh, it means to rescue uh, such as a wrecked or disabled ship or its cargo from loss at sea. Uh, This is the first part of the word salvation. The action word being to salvage something, to see it rescued from a destroyed or dilapidated state of being. Amen. The second part of the word salvation is the suffix, the T I O N, amen, which means the action of or the process of. Amen. This implies that it is an ongoing act or an ongoing process of salvaging something. Uh, This implies an ongoing act. It is not past tense, amen, nor is it future tense, but it is always present tense amen in fact what that means is it is something that is happening right now in the present this is why the word of God could say that right now is amen today is the day of salvation right now is the accepted time it is something that happens in the present amen it may have been something that happened in the past amen but it has to always have present meaning in our lives amen you can't be here tonight and tell me about a moment that happened some 5 10 15 20 years ago and yet in the current situation and state of your existence amen it is not ongoing it has to be a present tense in your life in my life in everybody's life if salvation is only a past tense amen then it holds no present value amen if if it's only something that amen as most sinners will tell you it's in a future tense it still has no present value amen because salvation is a present verb it is an action that is happening right now in the present someone say praise the lord amen salvation is amen the process and when you begin to combine salvage and the tion suffix it means the process of rescuing or saving something that is wrecked or disabled from loss it is the process of rescuing Or saving or salvaging something that was wrecked and that was lost. Amen. In in, in in, in the, in the theological sense, salvation is the entrance back into wholeness. Salvation is the entrance back into wholeness. Or being complete in Christ. Theologically speaking, it is the redemption of man from the bondage of sin and the liability to eternal death. It is the saving of the soul through the atonement of Jesus. And tonight I want to talk for a few moments about the action or the process of being saved. The process of being saved. Hallelujah. Amen. I want to remind somebody tonight, amen, that God wants to do something in your life today. Amen. God wants to do something in your life tonight. Hallelujah! Yesterday is coming gone. Last year's coming gone. Five years ago is coming gone. However long ago it's been since Christ saved you, it's coming gone. But today is the day of salvation. Amen. That is why we've got to be renewed every, each and every day of our lives, saying, "God, make me new again. Renew my mind. Because if you're depending on yes, your yesterday's." Blessing in yesterday's work of salvation. You will miss out on what God wants to do in your life today. Right. Come on. Hallelujah. Salvation embodies many facets and elements. Amen. Our need to be saved becomes ever more clear as we reflect back on the story in the book of Genesis regarding Adam and Eve's fall in the garden. Amen. Their fall into sin and their expulsion from the garden of Eden. Because of their partaking of the forbidden fruit. Amen. It plunged them and the subsequent generations and the entire human race. Amen. And all generations that followed them into sin. Amen. Sin is self-will. Amen. Sin is self-will. I'll do what I want to do. Amen. It's transgression against the law of God. And I'm here to tell you today, amen, there may be some here tonight that think everything's just fine in your walk with God. But I want to remind you today, if God is not working in your life presently, amen, you ought to be concerned. Amen, God wants to work in your life today. Amen, yesterday's coming gone, friend. Amen, Sunday's coming gone. I need a brand new touch in my life today. I've got to be renewed in my mind. I've got to be saved. I've got to be saved. Hallelujah. Amen. And so as Romans 5 and 12 says, Wherefore, as by one man sin entered into the world, and death by sin, and so death passed upon all men, for that all have sinned. Amen. There's none here tonight that can tell me. Amen. In honesty, with integrity, that there's no sin in your life. Hallelujah. Because, amen, all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Amen. All have sinned and come short. That word come short is an ongoing thing. We continue to fall short. Right. Right. And so we need His grace to continue to work in our lives. The writer of Hebrews warns us. That there is no escape if we neglect this salvation that was introduced by Jesus Christ and then confirmed to us by those who heard him. There's no escaping. There's no escaping the punishment for sin. If you neglect so great a salvation. The writer tells us so. Amen. Salvation includes regeneration or being reborn. To be saved is to be regenerated. It's to be reborn. John chapter 3 and verse 3, Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Amen. There has to be a rebirthing. Amen. There has to be a being born again experience. Amen. For entrance into the kingdom of God. Amen. Salvation has many uh, facets and elements, as I mentioned a moment ago. And one of the things that salvation is, is it is a being transformed, ongoing present word. It is a continual transformation in our lives. To be saved is to be renewed, to be saved is to be converted, or to have a many spiritual renovation in our lives. Some of us need God to spiritually renovate our hearts because things have grown old and things have got stale and we no longer care and the things of God no longer no longer appeal to us and we lose the we lose the thrill and we lose the excitement. And, We lose the thrill, amen, in Jesus' name, preaching. And we say, well, preacher, I've heard that before. Amen. Tell me something new. Amen. You've lost the thrill. You've lost the love. Amen. I'm so glad, as the old songwriter said, I'm so glad that the Lord saved me. If it had not been for Jesus, where would I be? How do if it had not been for Jesus? i would have had my hands on the nasty toilet puking up after a night of drinking amen i would have woke up on a on a monday morning with a hangover if it had not been for jesus amen my marriage would probably be destroyed my mind would be all messed up and every relationship shattered if it had not been for jesus where would i be hallelujah hallelujah i'm so glad that the lord Saved me. And on this current Wednesday night, He's not just saved me, but friend, He is saving me. He has continued to work in my life. It must be a present thing that happens in your life. Right. Hallelujah. Right. Salvation's not past tense, right. it is present tense. Right. It's present tense. Just because you got the Holy Ghost from Noah 5, 10, 15 years ago, amen, doesn't mean you still got the Holy Ghost today. But if you spoke in tongues today, then yes, you've got it again today. But as long as you live, you can't say, well, when I was 13, I got the Holy Ghost when I was 15. I got a touch from God. Salvation is present tense. God is in the process. He is performing the action of salvaging my sorry condition of sin. And I'm thankful for His mercy and for His grace. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Salvation is a spiritual renovation. A spiritual renovation. Perhaps you are familiar with the term renovation. Amen. An investor goes and he sees a property thats uh, that's been neglected. And, and it looks like it's it's just not very appealing to the eye. And the investor goes in and says, Man, that house has potential. It's got good bones." It probably just needs a paint job and a little bit of carpet. And a few pictures on the wall and staging the furniture. It'll sell for lots of money. Amen. But the first thing that as Sister Christine was talking about this. Was something she's doing. Is you begin to go into the houses and clear out all the junk. Right. Right. And say this thing's got to go. This thing's got spiders and cobwebs. And it's it's falling apart. And you see the chair's going to break. And the the, the, the the floor's falling through. In it needs renovations salvation is spiritual renovation. As we come to God in our lives, the bottoms of our lives are falling out. And God says, I've got to clear some things out of your life. That's why He starts with repentance. And He says, you've got to repent of your sins. You've got to begin to change your ways. You've got to have faith and believe that my word has the power to save and to heal. Amen. Faith, then repentance. It's God beginning the spiritual renovation in our lives. He's kicking out the old stuff. He's saying, this is some habits you've got from before. Get rid of that. These are some things that mess you up. Get that out of the way. Amen. Clear the table. Amen. The things that, that have clogged your spirit. Amen. In times past, God, if you'll let it, will work in your life. And will renovate and begin something brand new. Thank you, Jesus. But there must be repentance. Salvation is being reconciled or having a relationship restored. That's what salvation is. It's being reconciled or restored to divine favor. It is a change from enmity or animosity or opposition to God and to His will. And it's being changed from enmity to God to a friendship with God. And now, Sister Latisa, when I get into God's presence, it's good morning, Jesus. How are you doing? Amen. Amen. God, what do you got in store for my life today? What areas can I work on in my life, God? Speak to me. And it's this is fellowship. This friendship. Yes. This connection. Yes. God, I'm facing things in my life. What do I do about it? And you're articulating. You're talking to God. And you're having this conversation. Salvation is that reconciling back to Him. It's that building relationship. If salvation is only a past tense word and it's only back in 1985, I got the Holy Ghost and got baptized. But my walk with God is defunct and it's null and void. There's nothing there. Amen. It was past tense, but it's not present tense. Amen. It's got to be ongoing. I have been reconciled with a person, a man or a woman is reconciled to somebody else. Let's say me and brother Nathan had all against each other. And we just struggle to to forgive one another. He offended me, I offended him, and it was vice versa. The day comes, amen, God works on our hearts on the altar. We hug each other's neck, and we say, man, I'm sorry. Hey, I'm sorry, too. Yeah, that was, uh, you know, I just, whatever. But I forgive you, and I want to love you. I want to go forward and have a good relationship. If we go from there back to our offenses, we haven't been reconciled. There's still something amiss. But when we are reconciled, now we can lock arms. We can walk together and say, Amen. Let's talk about something. Let's talk about the goodness of God. We've been reconciled. Some people, Amen, they come to God and God saves them. And God begins a process of reconciliation. And they go forth and have a walk with God. And God says, I reconciled you back to me. Why are you struggling to talk to me? Why are you struggling to have relationship and fellowship with me? Salvation is an ongoing thing. It is the process or the action of saving or salvaging something that was lost. When we got saved, amen, it was God salvaging the relationship that he had back with the first Adam in the Garden of Eden and saying, I want to have fellowship with you. I want to have relationship with you. But if you go on living your life and say, well, I'm not going to talk to God, amen, then you haven't been saved. Amen. There's not a present reconciling amen, thing that's happened in your life. The same thing with you and your fellow brother, sister. Amen. You can't say I've been reconciled if I still got ah in my heart and I can't say hi, I can't say hello. God wants to have fellowship with you. He wants to have relationship with you. Hallelujah. Salvation is being redeemed and bought back by the blood of Jesus when it's applied to our lives. Salvation is adoption, amen, into the family of Christ. It is taking one into another family and being viewed, being uh, looked at, being dealt with as a child, as a son, and not as an orphan. When you are adopted, amen, from a, maybe as a child, being adopted by a family member, by a family unit. And they say if they go through the process of adopting, amen, that son, that, that boy, that girl is a legitimate person. Amen. Legal child of the adopting parents. And it has that familial relationship. And, and now there should be uh, yes, dad, yes, mom. And what do you need, son? What do you need, daughter? There's 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 family relationships. Salvation is adoption right. into the family of God. It is taking one into the family of God and being treated as a child of God. And the thing that is messed everything up is that three letter word that's called sin sin had separated us from God Isaiah chapter 59 verses 1 through 2 says behold the Lord's hand is not shortened that it cannot save neither his ear heavy that it cannot hear but your iniquities have separated between you and your God and your sins have hid his face from you that he will not hear Sin is a separator. Sin is a divider. Sin itself, anytime you say, well, I'm going to do what I want to do, regardless of what God wants, regardless of what anybody else wants. Amen. You begin to have some separation in your life. And it's not a good kind of separation. The Bible says in Romans chapter 3 and verse 23. That everyone has sinned. It says, "For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God."
1: Yes.
0: All have sinned. You know, I, I, every time when I get to praying, well, Paul, I, I think back to that that publican and that Pharisee that came to the altar. And you know, I, I I approach his presence and I say, God, thank you that you saved me. And I'm grateful, God, because once I was lost in sin. But your mercy. And I always want to approach his presence with God. I don't want to approach it thinking I'm better than anybody else. But I want to approach it on a level of humility saying, God, I'm no good without you. I still need you. Every day of my life, I can't make it without you. I don't ever want to approach his presence thinking, man, I got it all together. I figured it out. I got this thing down. I'm so glad I'm not like Joe Schmo over there. He's still struggling with alcohol. I'm so thankful I'm not like you know, Sally over there. She's still smoking cigarettes. I'm so glad I'm not like Frankie over there. He's still sleeping around there. A girl that comes around. Man, I'm so thankful. No, it's God. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for grace. And I still need you, God, more than I've ever needed you before. God, I need you more now than I did before. I've got to have your saving power in my life. Amen. Salvation, the Bible says, is through none other than through Jesus Christ. And only through his name can we be saved. There are, the Bible talks about many false prophets that would arise in the last day saying, I am Christ. And there's a man, amen, somewhere on the East Coast talking about how he's Yeshua or Yahweh, whatever the name was. He says, I'm Yahweh, I'm God. And there's others, uh, other rappers that profess to be Jehovah. And they they have everybody bow down. And there's these different things that's going on in the world. Amen. But salvation is still only through one man. That man is Jesus Christ. Acts 4 and 12 says neither is there salvation in any other for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. Muhammad will not save you. Allah will not save you. Hare Krishna will not save you. Amen. Joseph Smith will not save you. Amen. Confucius. And his teachings will not save you. Taoism and his teachings will not save you. Buddhism and their teachings will not save you. Amen. No other plan, amen, that's out there will save you except this book. Amen. This is the only way to be saved. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. And I'm thankful that I have been saved and set free and redeemed by that name. Hallelujah. I'm thankful. I'm thankful today. Hallelujah. The gospel that the Bible declares in Romans chapter 1 and verse 16, the Bible says that it is the power of God unto salvation. Amen. The gospel being uh, defined as the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Amen. And in the death of Jesus Christ, we identify with Jesus as we repent of our sins. Amen. And we say, God, I have some godly sorrow. I want to turn from my ways and I want to live for you. Amen. And the burial is typified and represented as you are buried with Him in baptism. The Bible says, Amen. And all of your sins are remitted. They are washed away in the watery graves of baptism. But it only happens when the name of Jesus is called over your life. And resurrection is typified. Amen. When the believer lifts up their hands and begins to speak with other tongues as the Spirit of God gives him the ability and the resurrection power that you receive when you get the The Holy Ghost will be the same power that lifts you out of this terra firma when the rapture of the church happens. And if you've got the Holy Ghost and the Spirit, which is the Spirit of Christ, when God takes out from this world all that is His... He takes his spirit and those that are filled with it and he raptures him out of this world. And you must be repentant. You must be water baptized in Jesus' name. And you must be filled with the Holy Ghost if you want to get out of here. When Angel Gable puts his lips the something and sounds the alarm and the dead in Christ rise first. Then we which are alive and remain are caught up together with them in the clouds. Hallelujah. I'm still rejoiced over that tonight. Hallelujah. I'm so thankful. I'm so thankful. Amen. 2 Timothy chapter 3 and verse 15 says that this book, these scriptures, God's word is the thing that makes us wise unto salvation. In other words, amen, the wisdom you get from this book will save you. The directions you get from this book will deliver you. Amen, this word will set you free. This word will give you peace. Get this word in your heart. Get it in your spirit. Get it in your soul. Someone shall praise the Lord. Someone shall praise the Lord. Let's clap our hands into the Lord and worship Him tonight. Oh. hallelujah 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 this salvation that is talked about in hebrews chapter 2 is so great and it's so spectacular amen that the bible says even the old testament prophets And the angels desired to look into it. And they searched diligently for it. Amen. That's right. Every Old Testament prophet looked for a time. Amen. When Messiah would come. And they looked for a time when the Spirit would get into the hearts of men and women. And they would have their sins washed away. Once and for all. Not put off for one more year. Amen. But remitted of their sins. Amen. For all of time. And amen. I'm so thankful that I have joy this great salvation hallelujah i'm thankful that god saved me i'm thankful that he delivered me first peter chapter 1 verse 9 says receiving the end of your faith even the salvation of your souls of which salvation the prophets have inquired and searched diligently who prophesied of the grace that should come unto you Searching what or what manner of time the Spirit of Christ which was in them did signify when it testified beforehand the sufferings of Christ and the glory that should follow unto whom it was revealed that not unto themselves, but unto us they did minister the things which are now reported unto you by them that have preached the gospel. Amen unto you. With the Holy Ghost sent down from heaven. Which things the angels desire to look into it. Hallelujah. May you and I never forget that what we got is great, what we got is mighty, what we got is powerful. I'm thankful that God saved me and set me free. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Somebody help me preach tonight. Amen. God wants to save and God wants to fill with the Holy Ghost and God wants to see people baptized in water in the name of Jesus. Amen. God wants to do it on a Wednesday night. You say pastors preaching about. Salvation. That's for him, that's for her, that's for them. Somebody needs to say, It's for me tonight. I will receive the process and the action of salvaging my lost soul. Hallelujah, hallelujah. In the process of preaching with the preacher tonight, amen, there could be something explosive that happens in an apostolic altar repentance. Amen. That if you and I would get a revelation and understanding pastor's preaching his heart out. Why am I sitting on my bum? Amen. I'm going to worship God. I'm thankful that he saved me and set me free. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen. What we've got tonight is so glorious, brother Nathan. Amen. The angels are looking down. See, man. That's a beautiful experience. Man, Sister Nancy, I wish I could experience what you're experiencing when you come to church. The angels look down and they look at some others and they say, man, why are they not moved? Why are they not touched? Don't realize, amen, the power
1: that's in that house.
0: Hallelujah, hallelujah. And while this salvation is called great in our King James Bible, the greek amen the original language uses the words it's vast and it's mighty in other words it's it's without measure in other words god can save anybody God can save everybody. This is a gospel message for somebody listening out beyond the church doors tonight. Somebody listening beyond the walls of this church. I'm going to tell you in the Holy Ghost, if you're listening to me and then you're under the sound of my voice, God wants to give you the Holy Ghost. God wants to see you baptized and all your sins washed away. God wants you to of your sins. God wants to do the work in your life hallelujah lord i pray tonight that there would be a witness of the spirit tonight i pray you pour out your spirit god i pray you pour out of your spirit i pray there would be a work of the holy ghost Hallelujah. God wants to do it. Amen. The three stages. Allow me to continue for a few more moments. The three stages of salvation. is uh, The first is the initial salvation. And this is where faith comes in. Hebrews chapter 11, verse number 6. Amen. You know the scripture, but without faith, it's impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a reward of them that diligently seek him. Amen. But it's without faith, it is impossible to please God. Amen. You can't come to this altar tonight say, well, I, I don't know if I'll get the Holy Ghost. Amen. I don't know if God will touch me tonight. You've got to say, I believe that When I get down to that altar, amen, God's going to give me the Holy Ghost. I believe that if I repent, God will forgive me. I believe that if I reach out to Him, He'll reach back down to me. Hallelujah. The night I got the Holy Ghost. Amen. There wasn't a doubt in my mind. Amen. In fact, I remember them giving the call to come to the altar, receive the Holy Ghost. And in my mind, Sister Leticia, I said, this is my night. I'm going to get it tonight. I'm going to get the Holy Ghost. Amen. Not another night's going to pass me by. Not another opportunity's going to pass me by. This is my night. This is my moment. Without faith, it's impossible to please Him. And believing and obeying is the only means to be saved. Believing and obeying is the only means to be saved. You cannot just say, "Well, I believed on the Lord Jesus Christ; therefore, everything's taken care of." You've got to believe, and you've got to obey the revealed Word of God in your life. Right. Right. You've got to say, "God, I believe that You've forgiven me. Now, God, I'm going to, I'm going to obey every last commandment You gave me. I'm going to go back to what You told me, and I'm not going to question You." I'm going to step out on the already revealed word of God. I was listening to a message just preached recently, locally. Amen. The the preacher began talking about how that Jesus, when he was in the garden of Gethsemane, and he began to pray, Father, if it be thy will, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but thy will be done. And and the preacher began sharing something. He said, you know what? And when he prayed that prayer, there was no voice from heaven that said, well, Yeah, I still meant what what we planned out earlier. There there was no voice from heaven that said, yes, Jesus, uh, let's continue to go forward with this. Amen. There was no necessarily confirmation. Amen. Except the only thing that Jesus in the garden had was the already revealed plan of God for his life. He did not receive some confirmation. Amen. When when God told him what to do. Amen. When he knew what exactly he was going to do. Amen. God's not going to go back and forth and have this discourse. Well, maybe I'll change my mind. Let's see if we can have a compromise. Amen. Jesus did not receive any additional confirmation except the already revealed word of God for his life. And some of us think, well, I've got to have an additional confirmation. Honey, you need to go back to what the, the word says, what's in the book, what's already been spoken, and stop doubting, and stop trying to mix up and confuse yourself. Just say, God, whatever you spoke to me, I'm going to obey it, I'm going to perform it, I will believe, and I will obey the voice of God. Yeah. Faith will produce the desire to And the determination to go on to the following steps in the initial act of salvation. You've got to have faith. It's got to be God, I believe. I believe. Faith is required in everything that we do. Whether it be the tithe, amen, that we'll collect at the end of service. Or the offering, amen, at the same time, amen. Faith says, God, I believe your word in Malachi, that if I'll give 10% of my gross income, I'll put it into the hands of God, I believe you will do what you said. Right. And you would open the windows of heaven. Right. Some people are struggling tonight to, amen, the way out of that financial struggle is start paying your tithe. it start being faithful to tithe and offering. God your word says amen that if I'll give my tithe and offering if I'll pay up God that you'll open up the windows of heaven and pour it out upon my life but it has to be faith faith is the activator for the miraculous I believe that God will move in this church tonight When you come in tonight to this service. Amen. And some people walk in. Amen. Or they walk out and they say. God didn't do nothing for me. They walked in without faith. Amen. But somebody else walks in and says. God I've got to have a miracle in my life. Only that person will be changed. Because faith is the activator for the miraculous. But faith. You've got to have faith. The second thing in the initial. The plan of salvation is repentance. And this is an act that's followed following faith. It's in which we seek God's forgiveness for our past and our present sins. And true repentance always produces a godly sorrow that creates in us a change of mind and direction. Right. Come on. Repentance. And I'll go a step further. Repentance is not just a, a one time thing that you do, amen, for entrance into the kingdom. But it also is something that you and I have got to live a repentant lifestyle. It's got to be every day. God, I don't want to do my thing. I want to do your thing. God, I don't want to go my direction. I want to follow your direction. God, not my will, but thy will be done. Every day that is repentance. This is the process of salvation. This is the process of salvation. The third thing in being saved, amen, the initial act of salvation is water baptism. Amen. It is being immersed or covered in water in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Not the titles, Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Amen. Not the offices of Father, of Son, of Holy Ghost, but in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Acts 4 and 12, we said it a moment ago, neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven. Another verse in the Bible says, Whatsoever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of Jesus. Every time somebody was baptized in the book of Acts, it was in the name of the Lord, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus Christ. And when you are buried with him in baptism, amen, according to Colossians chapter 2 and verse 12, amen, there is a removal of every last sin in your life. God will remove, he will remit the sins in your life. Amen. Some people say, well, I'm going to obey Matthew 28:19." Except the writer of Matthew 28:19 was in the upper room when the Holy Ghost was poured out. And he was baptized in Jesus' name. Amen. And what it means, Father, Son, Holy Ghost. It simply means he's Father in creation or in the act of creation in Genesis. He's the Son in redemption. Amen. Through the person of Jesus Christ. And he is the Holy Ghost in regeneration in Acts chapter 2 as the Holy Ghost was poured out right. in another form. The Bible says, and we've got to be faith-filled. We repented, water baptized in Jesus' name, and the fourth thing is we've got to receive the Holy Ghost. That is evidenced by speaking in other tongues. The Bible says, "As the Spirit gives the utterance or the ability." Amen. The Holy Ghost is not something, Amen. That if you Uh, If you come to church at least five times in a row, amen, you're going to earn the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost is not something, amen, that if you pray, you have to pray for 20 minutes and then you can get the Holy Ghost. Amen. The Holy Ghost is not something, amen, uh, that you've got to earn. Amen. But the Holy Ghost is a gift that you get to have when you come to Jesus. The Holy Ghost is a gift. It is the gift of the Holy Ghost. It is the gift of the Spirit. Amen. What does, I've been hearing this a little bit recently too, amen. The, the Bible uses the term ghost. And to some that's scary. We think of Casper floating around in a white bed sheet. Amen. With two eyes and, and woo. And we think, man, that's kind of scary. We don't want ghosts. Amen. And we like to use spirit. But the Bible says it's a holy ghost. And a ghost is the spirit of a departed person. Amen. That's what a ghost is. And so when the Holy Ghost was poured out it is the spirit of the departed one. As Jesus ascended he said, I'm going to send you a comforter which is the Holy Ghost whom the Father will send in my name. He will lead you into all truths. And when you get the Holy Ghost you get the spirit of Jesus on the inside. Honey, it'll change you. It'll revolutionize your world. It'll change your perspective. It'll change the way you walk. It'll change the way you talk. It'll change the way you think. It'll change everything about you. God will change your life when you get the Holy Ghost. But You've got to have His Spirit in your life. Acts 2 and 1 through 4. And I'm quickly moving to a close. It is like this. When the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. Anytime you get the Holy Ghost, it will be out loud. It will not be something that happens in your head, in your, in your thoughts. It will be something that is verbalized, that is articulated. It will be something that you speak from your lips. It's the fruit of our lips. Amen. When you get the Holy Ghost, you'll speak in another tongue. God will give you the Holy Ghost. And the Bible says it filled all the house where they were sitting. In other words, you ain't got to be standing. You ain't got to be laying down. You ain't got to be kneeling down. You can be sitting. Whatever posture, amen. As long as it's a posture of praise and surrender, God will give you a spirit. And God will do it tonight in this place before you leave this place tonight. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as of fire. And it sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance or the ability when you get the Holy Ghost you will speak in another tongue out loud God will fill you with his spirit and it will change your life yeah. right. Amen. the reason why we start with faith is because faith will cause us to repent and then repentance will break the power of sin and baptism in Jesus name will wash away those sins and finally the Holy Ghost will empower us to overcome sin And be a victorious Christian. This is entrance into the kingdom. This is initial salvation. Everybody's got to have this. If you want to be saved. Acts 1 and 8. You shall receive power. After that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. But let me shift gears for a few moments. And thank you for your patience. And staying with me tonight. Amen. The second part or stage of salvation is continual salvation It's not just you must be saved from your sins right. but it's also you must stay saved from your sins right. You must continually say God save me continue the process of salvaging my sorry condition you must maintain your salvation. You must maintain it. Satan would like to separate you and I from the love of Christ. He'll do anything he can to separate you from the love of Christ. He'll try to separate you. He'll try to put wedges between you and God, saying, man, God mistreated you. He sure did. He abandoned you. When you need him the most, he wasn't there for you. God doesn't like you because you sinned. You messed up. Don't even try praying. You're a hypocrite. He'll try to condemn you and he'll try to cut you down. Amen. He'll try to separate you from the love of Christ. And he'll cause you, if you allow him to, to turn to your old ways. Galatians 2 and 18 says, For if I build again, the things which I destroyed, I make myself a transgressor. If I build the things that I used to partake of before Christ, if my life still mirrors and looks like my life before Christ, then somewhere along the line, I've built up things that God didn't intend for me to build. If my life is still filled with junk, filth, and strife and, and sin and, and I'm the same struggle amen all just all the time I can't overcome it. The devil's trying to separate you from the love of God.
1: Right.
0: You've got to say God help me to stay saved. Help me to stay saved.
1: Yes.
0: You've got to pray daily. The Bible says pray without ceasing. That doesn't mean from sun to sundown, it's you You can't work, you can't do anything because you're praying all day long. That means, what it means is more, more simply, don't stop praying. Right. You ever told someone that? Hey, you're going through a, a struggle, a trial. Don't stop praying. Just keep praying. Right. That's what that word, that, that phrase means, that scripture. Pray without ceasing. Don't stop praying. Right. Don't give up on talking to God about it. Right. Right. Keep taking it before the Lord. Keep praying. Keep praying. Good. This is how you are continually saved. Yeah. And you stay safe. Read the Bible. Amen. Get in the book. Right. Amen. If you're struggling with other things, Amen. You're going to find that the best way many times is get in the word, pray, but also incorporate an element of fasting into your life. Right. Come on. When you push aside the plate the food the drinks and say, God, I'm going to allow myself to be crucified in Christ. I'm going to fast. I'm going to fast. I'm going to be faithful to all church services. I'm just going to determine in my heart and my mind, I will not miss a service unless I am just physically unable to come. Right. And I don't mean because you decided to take a hike and you just, you're just you late or whatever. I mean you physically can't get up and to come. Right. Or an infectious disease or something. But you've got to determine, I am going to be faithful to church. I'm going to be on time to church. I'm going to be early for prayer. Am I still talking to somebody tonight? I'm trying to help this church tonight to continue to be saved. The devil wants to steal, kill, and destroy
1: To continue to
0: stay saved is to continue to stay faithful in tithes and offerings. Say, God, I'm going to be faithful in my giving. I'm going to be a witness to others. I'm going to be a witness to others. I appreciate what we saw this past Sunday. We were here in church this past Sunday morning. Amen. And a gentleman walked in the front door here and said, you know, he was like, hello, what's going on? And, uh, you know, I began to tell him about where things was at, and introduce them to people. Amen. But he began telling me, you know what? I came because Sister Rain invited me to church at, Co- at Costco or Petco. I forget which store it was. She invited me to church. I thought, that's cool. If each and every one of us will just say, I'm going to keep reaching out, being a witness. You don't know what God is doing. Stop discounting yourself and saying, I'm nobody. I can't do anything. I'm a loser. Blah 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 blah. Just say, God, I'm available. I don't know how everything figured out. I'm not a theologian. I can't quote scriptures. I can't preach like pastor. I can't do blah 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 blah. But I am available. Yes. Use me, God. Use me. Let me be a willing vessel. Amen. Be a witness to others. Amen. Dress like a Christian. Live like a Christian. Amen. You want to know how you should dress? Take a look at my wife. Take a look at myself. Dress. Like a Christian. Amen. Live like a Christian. Be holy. Amen. Shun evil places and activities. Amen. I'm talking about how to continue to be saved. How to say, God, I want to stay saved. Amen. Yesterday was wonderful. But God, today, I've got to continue to be saved from my sins. I'm going to lay aside unclean habits. Smoking, drinking, cursing, lying. Carousing, amen, whatever things you did before Christ, amen, lay them aside. Say, God, with your grace, you're going to help me and I will be saved. Amen. Above all else, I must be saved. I must be saved. And from now till our lives are finished, we must fight against the devil. We must fight against our flesh and we must fight against the world. Amen. And we will constantly need his deliverance just as we needed it when we first got saved. Right. I still need him but make like I did when I first got him. Right. Except now I realize I need him more. You ask me again in five more years and I'll say I need him more now than I did back then. Because we understand I need him. That's why the apostle Paul could say I'm the least of the apostles and then he could go on to say I'm 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 just the chiefest of sinners. His perspective shifted. He realized I need him more than I've ever needed before. That is the posture and the mindset that will keep you saved. I need you, Jesus. And the third thing as we close, if you stand with me, amen, is eternal salvation. This is being, amen, being saved initially and walking with Jesus on a daily basis will ultimately bring us to a position... Of being eternally saved. Which is when we get to heaven. When we, amen, cross that threshold through those pearly gates. And God saves us once and for all. Amen. James chapter 5 verse 7 says, Be patient therefore brethren unto the coming of the Lord. Behold the husbandman waited for the precious fruit of the earth. And hath long patience for it. Until he received the early and latter rain. Be ye also patient. Establish your hearts. For the coming of the Lord draweth nigh. But Hebrews chapter 2. Hebrews chapter 2. Says how shall we escape. If we neglect so great a salvation. Those scriptures are in stark Contrast to any notion of once saved, always saved. They're in stark contrast. They are disagreeing with the theology, the false error theology that says once saved, always saved. Not giving earnest heed, according to scripture, will result in causing you to slip. Not giving earnest heed to the things that you've heard tonight. Therefore. Therefore. We ought to give. The more earnest heed. To the things. Which we have heard. Lest at any time. We shall let them slip. To some it's a warning Tonight. To others, it's an invitation. To some, it's a warning. Amen. To to not, amen, neglect or look down on the preach word of God. And to think, man, this doesn't mean much to me anymore. Amen. It's old hat. and You know, the church down the road does it better. So I'm not going to get involved. You know, I've heard this message before. He's preaching that pastor's message or whatever it would be. And we neglect and we we don't give the more earnest heed to the things we've heard. You're at risk of letting them slip. Salvation is an ongoing thing tonight. The last thing to neglect such great salvation is to be careless with it or to make light of it. I stand here under the authority of the Holy Ghost, and I am preaching behind this sacred desk the word from God. I'm not preaching my opinion. I'm not preaching Nathaniel Camarena's theology. I'm preaching what thus saith the word of God. And if this is not sacred enough to you, you have let something slip in your life. And you are giving them more earnest heed. You are not giving earnest heed to the things you're hearing tonight. This word is being preached. Amen. I am preaching to you the gospel of Jesus Christ. Faith. Without faith, it's impossible to please Him. Repentance. Turn from your ways. Be water baptized in Jesus' name. And be filled with the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. if you, amen, if you don't give them earnest heed, amen, you're letting something slip. And you will not escape, amen, from the things that are to come. But if you'll say, God, I want you to begin the process of salvaging what has been destroyed in my life. I want you to save me. I want you to do a work in my life tonight. Work in me, God. Hallelujah. I want the music to begin to play. Amen. I'm asking this church if there's anybody here tonight that says I want what the pastor's preaching tonight. I want a man to be filled with the Holy Ghost and then I'm opening this altar. If you want the Holy Ghost, you will receive it tonight. If you say, Pastor, I had the Holy Ghost, but it's been a long time since i talked in tongues. I need a renewing of the Holy Ghost. Then I'm opening this altar and I'm saying, come right now and God will renew you in the Holy Ghost. If you've never been baptized in Jesus' name and you're listening beyond the walls of this church, get inside right now. Get to an altar. Lift up your hands and say, God baptize me. Come on, I need some Holy Ghost believers, amen, to lift up their voices. Amen. Some Holy Ghost believers to make, amen, a joyful noise unto the Lord. Come on, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, is there anybody that says tonight is my night? I'm going to get renewed in the Holy Ghost. Tonight is my night. I'm going to receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Come on, we got one. Anybody else here tonight says I need to renew the Holy Ghost. Come on, I know there's a few more that says God, Come on, come on, there's a few more. Come on, there's still a few more tonight. In the name of Jesus, I must be renewed in the Holy Ghost. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Come on, come on, lift your voices right now. God's going to work. God's going to do it right now. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of of Jesus. Come on, God's going to do it right now. I rebuke every spirit of doubt. I rebuke every spirit of unbelief. I find every spirit of hell that we fight against this church. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Come on, if you've been renewed and you're seeking renewing, Amen. get to the altar. Begin seeing God. I want to be renewed in the Holy Ghost. I want to be renewed in the Holy Ghost. Come on, begin to pray. Begin to say, God, get everything out of me that doesn't belong. Get it out of me, God. Get it out of me, Lord.